guys, welcome back to another episode of Movie Podders. This is episode 20. Uh, as always, it's myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm very well. How are you? Uh, well, I've actually got a bone to pick with you. Oh, right. Um, so we did the podcast last week. Um, it was alright. It was fine. And, but we had a wee bit of, uh, as me and you know, we, we had a bit where you had to edit stuff out. Right. Which was between the Marvel the Marvel countdown. Between Thor Ragnarok and Age of Ultron. The, the end of Age of Ultron... No, not sorry, the end of uh, Thor Ragnarok. Have you, have you listened back yet? Uh, I don't know if I got that far. So, have I made a mistake? No, you've made a mug of me, that's what you've done. You've mugged, <laughs> you have mugged you me right. You make a mug of yourself. <laughs> no, no, you've mugged me right after you have. Right. <laughs> I say something, right? Which I obviously find funny, because I start laughing at the end of me saying it. And then there's just silence on the other end for you. And then it, <laughs> then it just goes to me going, eh, the next movie on our rundown is Age of Ultron. Aye, I think that was when... <laughs> I, I, I can't remember what happened, but there was... I, I, I think I lost my part of that there. So, yeah, apologies if that didn't sound too good. <laughs> <laughs> just made me... made It just made it sound like you just thought, oh, I'm bored of him. That was I'm, I'm so bored. I'm not even going to respond to the idiot. That's what it sounded like. Well. Now, that was last week. I've got over it, so I'm feeling a bit better. I'm back home in Scotland just now as well, so that's... It's always nice. We're so close to each other. I can. I know, yet so far as well. I don't even know if I'm going to see you. Maybe. We'll see. Hopefully. I'm going to see the leader tomorrow. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah the leader is good. The leader is great. <laughs> Who else? Is anybody else showing face? Don't think so. No one no one said anything. So we'll see. If somebody if they show up, they show up. It's because we can't be bothered with your rubbish jokes, that's what it is. Probably, yeah. Just walk out the door. Yeah, just sit in silence. <laughs> that's it. Um seen any movies since we spoke? Nah, not a thing. Nothing? Nah, I've just not had the time, pal, working. Nah, you're rubbish. You? I have seen Pacific Rim Uprising and Isle of Dogs. Okay, thoughts? I didn't enjoy Pacific Rim. Oh. Uh, a couple of decent action scenes, but in general, um, no, not for me. Scott Eastwood, um, twice, I said this in my wee Stardust um, review, but twice uses the hell yeah. Um, and it's full on cringe when he's doing it, because he's awful. And... And I said this to Scott, I say, hell no, hell no, Scott, <laughs> get off my telly. Um, yes, it's not good, it's not It's not, not enjoyable. No, I didn't find it enjoyable anyway. What about Isla Dogs? Loved it. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, just like there's there's, a, there's the main five dogs in it, and it's like just that wee particular cast is like Jeff Goldblum, Brian Cranston, Bill Murray. Um, Ed Norton and another guy. What's the guy? I think it's the guy who plays Phoebe's dad in Friends. What's his name? Uh, Sean Penn. No, no. That's oh no. It's like Richard Hammond's son in Jurassic Park. Uh, Richard Hammond. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, okay. I don't know his name, but yeah, I know who you're talking about. I need to know his name. It's going to upset me. So if you could um, find out his name for me just now. Yeah, you keep talking. 
I would. No, no, no. It's too much pressure. I don't know what to talk about. Just tell me a wee bit about the film. Like I, I was, um, I wasn't really interested in seeing it at all. But then I saw a couple of trailers, and I've been like, mm, I'm actually quite fancy that now. I don't know. It's just really funny. It's just a nice wee action adventure. If you like, do you like Wes Anderson movies? His style. Some of them, yeah. Some of them I do. Um, did you like the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Never saw it. Oh, Ryan. I know. I, um, I, I, I don't know. I just didn't quite. Probably the same as this. Like the the look of it didn't quite pull me. Is it, is it a stop animation that upsets you? No, because I normally like that. So I don't know what it was, but I think maybe George Clooney's voice as well. I wasn't really interested in listening to him. Well, George Clooney's not in this one, so correct. But he was in the in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, he was. But he's not in this one. No, it's it's excellent. It's just a. I thought it was just a wonderful wee movie. Like it's just a wee adventure film about a kid who wants to to find his doll. But just with that classic Wes Anderson style and, and his humour, like there's a bit where they see this this female dog, and um, they're all like that. Basically, all the dogs are have got a disease. That's why they're in Trash Island. They're all sort of dying. And Pam Murray's dog just like randomly so it just says. Uh, all the dogs I like are never in heat. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody's really listening to him. I just, I just, I was cracking up at that bit. Uh, Jeff Goldblum's wee dog, like one of the one of the wee quirks he has, he always just like every time he's every sentence that he starts with, you heard the rumor, right? And then he starts talking about something else that's happening away from Trash Island that is actually happening, and it's but like the whole movie, you're kind of like, how does where's this dog getting this information from? They kind of address it a wee bit later on. Like, well, they don't really, but one of the dogs asks him later on. He's just like, oh, you hear things, people talking. Like, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but yeah, cool. just that. I really enjoyed it. Definitely worth a watch. I haven't found uh, that guy's name either. Arliss Howard. Is that him that's in Isle of Dogs as well? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just not... going back. Yeah. No, it's Bob. It's not. It's a. Uh... The guy you're talking about for Lost World is Arliss Howard. Is it? Oh, I must have been mistaken him. Is that Bob Balaban? No idea who that is. No, you do. He's also in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Let me have a wee look. You definitely know who he is. All right, yeah, I know, I know, I can, I know who, who you're talking about now. Uh, aye, he's not in the Lost World. You're mistaken. Does he look like the guy in the Lost World? <sighs> Same glasses. Nah, that always does me one when they've got the same glasses, so... <laughs> ah, I thought that was him. No, nah, you're wrong. Wrong again? Yep. Oh, uh, well then. Anyway, you should probably get on with us, sir. Aye, why not? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm waiting for you. Are you aye? Good. Aye? Uh, so, as we do weekly on this podcast that we talk on, um, we'll go through the trailers, um, the three main trailers that we've got. first one is for The Darkest Mind. Uh, this is directed by Jennifer U. Nelson. Um, it's about a disease that kills 98% of America's, uh, sorry, America's children, leaving the surviving 2% to mysteriously develop powerful new <laughs> abilities. <laughs> develop is a hard word to be fair, so you've done well there. Yeah. Um, being declared a threat by the government, they are placed in internment camps. Ruby is a 16-year-old girl who is thought to be one of the most powerful young people anyone has encountered. 
She escapes her camp and joins a group of other runaway teens who are seeking a safe haven away from the government. Uh, becoming a family and finding the adults in power have betrayed them, they realise they must stop running and start a resistance. Together, they use their powers to take back control of their future. Uh, starring Amandla... Is that right? Amandla? Amandla? Amandla Stenberg, Mandy Moore, Gwendolyn Christie. What's your thoughts, Brian? Um, I don't know. I think, I think, I feel like I say this a lot nowadays, but I feel if if I, this was a advert for a TV show, I think that I would have been really interested in it. I think it looks like a TV production and not movie production. Yeah, um, I can see that. But. I, I think it's something that could be really good. I, I, it's kind of like... It, it, it's one of those slightly different takes on a superhero type movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, almost sort of X-Men vibes about it. Yeah. Although it seems... It, I'm, I don't know if I'm right, but it seems that they might all have the same sort of powers. But just some are stronger than others at using them. Um, yeah, I mean, if... We we spoke about this last week. How you shouldn't really just go, but how with what people see in reviews and make up your own mind, go see the movie. But because I'm on the fence about it just now, this is maybe one where I will listen to the overall sort of reviews of it. If if it sort of sways to more positive, I might check it out. If it maybe goes towards negative, I might just forget about it. Just because I'm on the fence, and so. Um, um, we'll see. Maybe I'll catch it on a double bill one day if, if I've got loads of time. Yeah, I I was like, I think it can go probably one or two ways. It'll either be really good or really bad. Um, and I was getting the same kind of vibes as what you were saying about uh, X Men. Um, there was a wee bit that reminded me of Chronicle as well. Um, there was another film that was something that it kind of had a wee bit of a flavour. And I was, well, if it was as good as Chronicle, I'd be absolutely delighted. It was a bit when he got out the back of the car and was pulling a tree. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me, I remember something that's, um, like the main boy in Chronicle, no, like flip a car off that's chasing them or something, or do something. He makes something it crash, like. it, he makes it crash outside the road, doesn't he? Yeah, it reminded me of that. Um, so, yeah, uh, this, it looks like more something I would expect to see in like Netflix or something like that. Yeah, um, definitely. That's what I thought. As opposed to the cinema, but. Uh, yeah, I think I'll probably wait and see another trailer and see how it goes, but uh, it's not it's not going to be one I go out my way to see. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. Um, I might I, th- I think it's something I would watch anyway. I just don't know if I'm I'm going to make the effort to go to the cinema to see this one. Yeah, same. Um, okay. Uh, second trailer we've got then is for a film we spoke about last week. We um, reviewed the teaser trailer. Um, so this time we've actually got a full trailer, uh, which is for Terminal, um, directed by Von Steen. Um, synopsis again, two hitmen agree to take on a high-risk mission for a mysterious employer and a large paycheck. Along the way, they encounter a woman who may be more involved um, in their mission than they had realised. Starring Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg, Dexter Fletcher, Max Irons and Mike Myers. Um... So, what was your thought on the full trailer this time? Well, my first thought was we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally got fantasy vibes from the, the teaser, and I don't think I didn't I didn't get it that this time. I don't know about you. Um, 
It feels like it's almost trying to be a sort of quirky. I mean, like just the two hit, like with the two hitman thing there. Like, um, I don't know how I feel about this. I didn't particularly think Simon Pegg and Margot Robbie looked that great in it. The one person who I, I did think looked good in it was Dexter Fletcher. Um, I haven't seen him in anything in ages. Uh, most people will probably know him from Band of Brothers, I'd imagine. Yeah, that or like Lockstock. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, I thought he looked quite good in it. Um, I, I probably will, even though that this trailer didn't really do anything for me, I probably will give this one a go, just because of who is in it and, uh, again, what it's about. If it can get close to anything sort of like Lockstock or, or Snatch or that, then it'll probably be somewhat decent, but I don't think it'll reach those standards. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm the same as you as well. Like it's, it feels like it's like promoting a completely different film than what the teaser was. Yeah. Um, the teaser seemed like, I don't know what it was supposed to be teasing, but it was like, it felt like mysterious, like the the teaser trailer, but this one was just like, I don't know, looked like a whole different movie. Don't quite know what the vibe is supposed to be with it, because it looks really weird. Like, I don't really get what yeah, what they're going for. Yeah. So, uh, Margot Robbie seems to be the only woman in the world. Um, cause, <laughs> I don't know, it looks like she's like in a number of different roles. So and She's like a waitress, a woman of the night. Yes. So, I don't know what she's... Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know, actually. I think I might have, this might have taken me back a step. Um, maybe need Oh, yeah. To... Yeah, I'd have much preferred the whole going down the whole fantasy route type thing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, say what you're saying. I, I like Dexter Fletcher and anything I see him in, really. So uh, I thought he looked good in this. Didn't mind Simon Pegg. He looked all right. Um, and Mike Myers just looks a bit weird. But I don't, I don't care that. Why is he wearing like prosthetics and stuff? I, like I felt like out of place with the 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 rest of the the movie. Yeah, um, it was a bit like um, Inglorious Bastards. It's that I think he's in into it, where he's he's got like a bit of kind of slight prosthetics on to change his appearance. Do you or, think that's? Oh, so I was just gonna say, do you think that's maybe to try not take you out of the movie because maybe Mike Myers would. Maybe, yeah, maybe just to to um, make it seem less noticeable. But everybody knows you can still see it's him. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so the last uh, trailer that we'll speak about in any detail is The House with the Clock in Its Walls, uh, directed by Eli Roth. Um, a young orphan named Lewis Barnavelt aids his magical uncle in locating a clock with the power to bring about the end of the world. Uh, starring Kate Blanchett, Jack Black, Kyle MacLachlan and Owen Vaccaro. Um, what was your thoughts on this trailer then, Brian? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm a bit underwhelmed by all the trailers today, if I'm being totally honest. Um, and I like things like this. I like, like, I mean, this is, I guess, the fantasy that we were maybe talking about with the previous trailer and this sort of magical house with a clock in it that can destroy the world. And there's obviously lots of weird and wonderful creatures living within the house or maybe they're part of the house I'm not too sure um, for me 
this will probably become down to how silly Jack Black is in it. Because sometimes he goes over the top for my liking. Yeah, it doesn't does. doesn't look like he's doing it in this. So, um, hopefully this is good. But I, I, probably like the three. This is this is probably one I would go see. And I know Sarah. She tweeted in asking if this could be a new franchise, didn't she? Um, I don't know. I mean, is there more than one book? I know there's there is a book. I don't know if there's multiple books. I guess though there doesn't need to be. If this comes out and it's great. Then that it it will be a franchise. I think people are always looking for that, aren't they? Especially like the next sort of Harry Potter type thing. Not saying mm-hmm. that this is like Harry Potter, but people love the the like the mysterious things. Yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't know there was books or anything for this. I don't. I didn't know anything about this at all, or hear anything about this until the trailer came out. So, kind of caught me off and. Um, yeah, out of the three trailers we watched, this was the the one I think I preferred most. Um, I it was definitely the one that got me intrigued most. I think so. Um, enjoyed everything really about it until I think it was the last scene um, when there's like a big octopus thing that comes out the. It looks like cupboard. a cartoon. Yeah, it looked a bit stupid. Everything else was I was enjoying, but that just looked a bit stupid. I like the creepy looking dolls things and all that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I'm quite interested with this movie now, so Kate, probably, probably my favourite trailer out of all of them. Kate Blanchett with her mad Mary Poppins umbrella, or whatever <laughs> that was doing. Aye. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And, and, and that, that's the reason why I bring up um, uh, Kate Blanchett, because I don't know the wee boy, but I do recognise him from somewhere. Aye, I have um, heard that. At first I thought it was that wee trembly boy, but it's not... Um, and obviously, Kate Blanchett's excellent in most things she's in. So, I, I, my 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 biggest concern would be Jack Black and and how how he performs. Although he was one of my biggest concerns for Jumanji, and I thought Jack Black was fine in, in Jumanji. I actually enjoyed him in it. Aye, he was alright, but again, that that was lending itself to him playing like a kind of stupid character. Yeah, person, yeah, so. which kind of suits him. So, yeah. we'll see. Uh, there was one more trailer called Kodachrome um, this is a Netflix um, movie with Jason Sudeikis um, Ed Harris and Elizabeth Olsen uh, basically I think Ed Harris is dying he plays Jason Sudeikis' dad Elizabeth Olsen is his, his nurse and she gets in contact with Jason Sudeikis' character because he has his dad was a photographer, one of the best photographers in the world, and he's found these four, like, uh, film reels that, and because they're so old, obviously everything's digital now. There's only like one wee town in America that still develops this particular type of reel, and he wants his son to to drive him to it. But, um, like he he's clearly he's he's never had a relationship with his dad. His dad spent too much time in his job than caring about. His son, so Jason Sudeikis is 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 not keen and is not really a fan of his dad. But I'm sure they'll become pals before he dies at the end. Yeah, <laughs> looks okay. Looks alright. I mean, the the only thing that would interest me is just probably seeing Jason Sudeikis in a in a dramatic role again. We we saw that. Well, it wasn't last year? Was it? Was it the year before? Or was it last year with um, Colossal? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think that was last year. And I thought he was amazing in Colossal. So I'd quite like to see him doing more sort of dramatic dramatic roles. Uh, but yeah, it looked alright. It's on Netflix, so there's more chance of me seeing that just because I don't have to leave my house to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Cool. Um, cool, so we've got into some movie news. Uh, just now, first bit of news, Ryan, um, is that Clark Gregg, Lee Pace, and I can't pronounce this gentleman's name, uh, Jamon Honsu, Honsu. Yeah. Yeah, is, are, are all signed on for Captain Marvel. Good. Good. Why is, that, why is it good? Cause that, well, I understand I'm very much in the, the minority here, but I've, I bloody loved um, what's-his-face, Ronan the Accuser. I, I thought he was a good villain. I liked him. Don't care what anybody says, so I'm glad that he's back um, and that he's involved in some way. And um, I can't remember his character's name, but um, Jamon Hunsu, like, I, I liked his character in it as well. So yeah. I'm glad those two. Who's Clark Gregg again? I can't remember who that is. It is oh, it's uh, Coulson. Coulson, yeah, so that'd be cool to see him in it as well. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Coulson back. I, I enjoyed his character in the in the Marvel films. Yeah, yeah. And just the kind of sort of introduction, even just an Iron Man when he's just trying to get a meeting all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind Ronan as much as other characters. Like, I do like the bit when he's talking. He's seeing a bit when he's fighting Drax at first, and he's just like, "I don't remember killing your family." And I yeah. doubt I'll remember killing you. And then chucks him in that big, I don't know, tub of gunge. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You can gunge, mate. <laughs> gunge that. <laughs> Hi. Uh, but I think it's a good chance for Marvel to really take on board and and get redemption. And it makes sense as well, because we know that Captain Marvel's set in the 90s and and it's to, and the Cree Cree's going to be in it, and he was a Cree, so because he talks about Cree justice and all the rest of it. Yeah. So m- maybe we'll see what happened to the Crees and why he's so like pissed off. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. So that's quite good. Maybe that maybe they'll go down the route where the he's Ronan's an alright guy, and we find out what what's sort of tips him over the edge. Imagine all these people dying now, or whatever it is that happens to them. They get they get a bit of a bad ride, don't they? Aye. So, then he's not happy about it at all, Ryan. No, he is not. Um, yeah, I'm okay with this. I'm I'm not I'm not like massively excited about it, but it um, doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'm, I'm hopefully, like I say, hopefully we get a better Ronan performance. In my opinion, it it was okay, but not as good as you think it was. Mm. <laughs> Next bit of news that. Maybe Fuller goes to show that it's only the MCU that knows what they're doing. Um, New Mutants, X-Men, Dark Phoenix, and more reshuffle dates again. Dark Phoenix has been moved back to February 2019, and New Mutants has been moved back to August 2019. What does this mean for Fox and their X-Men franchise, Ryan? Uh, I don't really know. I think, um, I don't know if they're just pushing it until all the Disney stuff is done, like that's the way it kind of feels to me is it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and I don't know, because this is like the second time uh, New Mutants Mutants, has been moved into it, so and surely like Dark Phoenix, when was that due again? Dark Phoenix? November 
surely that must have been done or just about done. So I don't know. Um, it's not good, really, is it? No, and it it, it, it doesn't instill much confidence, especially because like the X Men franchise is, is is quite a bizarre franchise in, in general. With I mean, DC kind of gets slated as, as being genuinely poor. A couple of couple of really good ones in there. But the X-Men ones is quite strange because we've had some awful stuff, but we've had some excellent stuff as well. So it, it, it's kind of like, it's almost one for one with the X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, this is especially with Age of Apocalypse being, in my opinion, a pretty poor film, um, then it, it does make me worry with what we're going to get here. Um, and it's interesting with the Disney stuff, are they the ones who... I just don't imagine them having the, the ability to push it back and then not with the goal of not never never being released. Sorry, I was yawning there and talking at the same time. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Because personally, like, from a fan point of view, I know people are excited about the Dark Phoenix and, uh, and, and New Mutants, but for, for me, in terms of it being coherent with the MCU, because... At the moment, in terms of the movies, that's the one I care about the most. If if Disney are going to get these characters, I'd quite like actually for there not to be any more films with these the the X Men until Disney's got them again. Yeah, same. Um, and then just start just start fresh with new people in place because it doesn't make sense for like like us to see Jean Grey again and Cyclops and Nightcrawler and just for them to be taken away in a couple of years' time because. Disney's not going to use them. At least I don't think so. No, I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't think so unless, like, unless they've they've worked something out with Fox to say, like, we're taking you over. This is where our vision is for X Men in the future. Let's see if we can build these two in together and see if they can do it that way somehow. So. They always they've always kind of mess about with timelines and the X Men stuff. So yeah, yeah, I don't see them. I don't see it being that big an issue for them to just say, "All right, well, maybe we need to rework how this story pans out to work into the rest of the the um, Marvel stuff." Yeah. yeah. So don't know if that's what it is, but um, it doesn't really bode too well for it that. Like, these films are getting pushed back, and particularly the the New Mutants one. Because when was that supposed to be? Out? I think it was meant to be out like at the beginning of the year, or something. Aye, so because it got pushed back ten months, and it's been pushed back. I think it's. I think it's by the time it comes out, it'll be about eighteen months from when it should have been released. Mm-hmm. Which Aye. is insane. That's insane. I don't, I'm not sure I've ever heard that with any other film. That that has then actually been released. Yeah, not not anything like that. I, mm. nah, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't sound good. But you would think if even if it is going to be a case, either they've made this before, um, the MCU stuff. Like you would think they would still just release it anyway and try and make whatever money they can off it, and then re- yeah. reset with the MCU stuff. But who knows? Who knows what they're up to? Yeah, not me. That's for sure. Nope, me either. Um, next story, uh, Robert Downey Jr. announces the cast of The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle on his Twitter account. 
Uh, the, this is bear with me. The movie will be starring Robert Downey Jr., Selena Gomez, Emma Thompson, John Cena, Camille Nanjimani, Octavia Spencer, Rami Malik, sorry, Rami, Rami Malik, Craig Robinson, Ralph Fiennes, Cameron Ijogo, uh, Marion uh, Cotillard, Francis De La Tour, Stephen Cahan, Jim Broadbent, Michael Sheen, Antonio Bernandez. Uh, we shout out to Sarah because she was asking if. <laughs> We needed this film. Do we need this film? Uh, Are you laughing at? Uh, we certainly need some of those pronunciations. Bandieras or whatever. It's actually pronunciations. So uh. it's, get, get that of oh, you. That was brilliant. It's so di- like it upsets me how difficult it is to read out loud. I know. <laughs> like, it's not good. We need to get someone in. Do you know what they're doing? Collide on someone else reads all this stuff, and then we just comment on it. Yeah. We need to get. We need to get a reader. We could just do like the text to voice thing and just put <laughs> yeah. it in. Yeah. Just yeah. give her a name. Sorry. So, what was your question? <laughs> well, I'm just going to use a Twitter question. We do have some Twitter questions, but Sarah had had tweeted us in and was saying um, thoughts on Doctor Doolittle remake starring Robert Downey Jr. Is this a film we want slash need? Well, I can't answer that one for you, Sarah. If you want it or not, only you can. Um, what I would say, what I would also say on that is, like, I don't know if we need any film ever. Uh, so it probably does come back to the want. This is something I had no interest in until I saw that picture that Robert Downey Jr. posted on on um, uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the cast looks excellent and. and it's all it's quite big names on there, so that made me a wee bit hopeful. I don't know why, because obviously I've no idea what the plot is yet. Obviously, you've got a rough idea of what the doc, a Doctor Lou do little plot 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 is going to be. Um, sorry, I'm just struggling to speak today. <laughs> um, well, do you want it? Um, more so than I did. Mm, okay. Like if they told me. If I found out tomorrow it was cancelled, I'm not going to be upset. It, well, I'll <clears throat> I'll disagree with you a wee bit on what you're saying. And that do we need any film? Yes, we do. We need a fin- Infinity War. That is something we need <laughs> in our lives. God right, damn it! I'll give uh, you that one. Um, but I certainly do not want this film. Um, even after seeing the poster, yeah, it's a really good cast and everything, but I don't want it. Um, I don't know why. I know it's. It reminds me of. I feel like we're going to get maybe like a bit of a Sherlock Holmes type thing, where it's that he's just playing Tony Stark in a different role, yeah. kind of um, set up. Yeah. And it, to me, I know it probably was longer than what I think it is, but it doesn't feel that long ago since we had old Eddie Murphy as Doctor Doolittle. So it's probably about twenty years. Yeah, I'm worried it's maybe it is something as far back as that, but. Uh, yeah, for me, I'd, it's not something I particularly want. Um, do Do we know what studio it is that's doing this? Um, I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think it might be Fox. Mm, okay. Um, because I'm sure it was. I think. Uh, I think the only thing that can maybe get me interested in in it if it was like a Disney production just because i know they can do the animal stuff pretty well 
So that would be probably one of the few things that would actually get me interested in it. But otherwise, nah, this will be a movie I probably do not see unless the trailers do something for me that the poster doesn't. Yeah, it's Pinewood Studios, so it's not Fox. Pinewood, is that not Disney? I don't know. I don't know. We're rubbish. Uh, Universal, I'm being told by my... um, Ear to the ground. <laughs> ah, you get an ear to the ground. That's mm-hmm. amazing. What does uh, what does is the Sarah want or need this movie? Um, I'm not quite sure. All right. Shall I put this out there to ask? Yeah, tell her to tweet us what she. I'll tell her, Sarah, tweet us because obviously she listens. Aye, obviously. Um, what she thinks the if she wants or needs this film. I look forward to her response. Yes. Last bit of news, and in my opinion, the most interesting piece of news today is Scarlett Johansson has been cast in Jojo Rabbit, set in Germany during World War Two, when a young lad in Hitler's army discovers his mother, Johansson, uh, is um, hiding a young Jewish girl in her house, directed by Tika Watiti, who's also starring in it as well. Thoughts, Ryan? Um, I've not heard much of this at all, so I don't really know what to think of it. Uh, I like World War Two set stuff, so that sounds interesting to me. I'm quite a fan of Scarlett Johansson, as you may or may not know. So, um, I know. <laughs> uh, so I um, that sounds good. I like Taika Waititi. He's a really good director, I think. So everything really does sound good, but... Um, I'm not too sure. Um, has it been like said if it's Anne Frank or are they just kind of alluding to it? No, oh, they've not. They've not. Said that. What I was reading never said that anyway. Um, so I don't know that. I don't know if it's just sort of playing on that. I mean, I, I think it may. It may not be anyone. It may not be based on. Yeah. Anything, because I mean, how many people were hidden during during the war? Aye. Um. The reason I, I like it is because we've seen a lot of Scully. I, I think Scully Hines is excellent. She's one of my favourite actresses, and but we've seen a lot of her. With, obviously, we're playing Black Widow in the in the Marvel movies, and we've seen her in Ghost in the Shell now. And um, she was also in was it Lucy? Yeah. So I, I think she's a actually really good actress. I'm looking forward to, to see her in a probably what will be a more dramatic role. I would imagine. Now, I would imagine. With the director, now, I don't think it. I don't know why, but I have a feeling this isn't going to be quite the comedy that we normally get from uh, Taiko uh, Watiti. I think it may be a more dramatic movie, um, with probably still elements of comedy just because of his style. Yeah, I, I hope we do. I hope it is like something that's not like. Um, some of these other films, uh, just so we can. I like directors who do that, who kind of stretch their wings and yeah, yeah, try a wee like. bit of something different. So, uh, yeah, I hope he does do something. He said he's. Oh yeah, actually, I think I might have saw something else. Is he not supposed to be playing Hitler. Oh, I didn't know he was playing Hitler. I knew he was starring in it. I didn't know he was. I think he is. I think he's. He's either playing Hitler. Or he's playing someone who plays Hitler in like a TV show or something like that. I think that might be what it is. Um, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, that's what it is. Uh, one thing I'm just thinking about this, and this is something I think we've maybe spoke about it um, recently as well. But one thing I'm hoping, or I'm, I'm kind of curious to see, is where. How do you think they're going to go with like um, accents? Are they going to go German, or have everybody have their own accent, or do like a kind of weird English accent that's supposed to be universal or something like that? What do you think they'll do? I don't know, and I think I think either can be okay depending how you how you approach it. Now I don't know what movie it is. I can't. I, I can't remember, but I remember listening to, I don't know if it was Empire or Collider, and they were talking about how they were watching a movie which was set in, I think, maybe Germany or or Russia, and the movie starts with the person speaking in Russian or or German. Again, sorry about this, but I don't know what they're talking about. And I think the way they they described it was like the camera sort of pans, and you can see they're reading in that language, but then it just switches to English. And it, it was the way, like the director setting up, like this is in a different language, but like for your benefit, you're getting it in English. Aye. Now, if it's done like that, like if they, if they if they can show us that, here wait a minute, guys, this is in, this is in, um, English and uh, and German, then but you're getting in English, then it's fine. If not, if you don't do that, like a sort of say like that, I, I would prefer German accents. Yeah, that's annoying me as well. Actually, I, I know the, the interview you're on about, and the, it was a director who was saying that, like, they'd asked him about um, accents, and he said, like, he was saying that, like, how he felt like it was better to kind of phase it in in that way people understand that this is the way it's supposed to be but it's easier for us all just to kind of understand yeah like normal accents so yeah that that may be something for me that alters how i feel about it because that sometimes <clears throat> things that put me off one of my films where i wish did it was the only thing i wish they'd changed was um uh enemy at the gates i don't know if you've seen that it's um jude law um one of the Fines Brothers and anyway it's like basically about Russian snipers in the Second World War and um, they all speak with their own accents and it's kind of weird that you've got Bob Hoskins in it he's supposed to be this wee Russian general and he's cutting <laughs> about like a Cockney accent and I don't know it's, no, it's shoot him, shoot that bloody bastard <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> so aye, that might be something that kind of affects my, my overall enjoyment or something like that but yeah it does mean it does take you in and out of the movie though doesn't it when you're just like especially yeah. if especially if i mean bob the bob hoskins one's a, a great example because he is such a like unique accent like so it's if he's meant to be playing it's like sean connery always did a scottish accent didn't he it's <laughs> right. so like i mean i think that's one where he's in a submarine he's meant to be like a russian general as well yeah and he's just like my shmoney burner. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just like, mate, you need to put on a different accent for that. Um, yeah, but in general, I, I I probably would echo what you're saying there about the accents, but I, I think it's something I'm keen on and, and, and very like, interested to find out more about it. And, and we'll be like, when I, I'm looking forward to a trailer and stuff and just more information in general. 
but I'll quickly go through the rundown. There's not too much on it today, basically because I was in a bit of a rush. Um, so we've got Tiffany Haddish joins the Lego Movie 2, Michael Showalter to direct Jessica Justine and Octavius and Octavia Spencer's new comedy. This is something we spoke about in January. They, they spoke about they were doing one together. Uh, Joe Wright directing The Woman in the Window, Kevin Bacon starring in David Cop's new supernatural thriller, thriller You Should Have Left. Uh, Jack Whitehall joins Dwayne Johnson and Jungle Cruise. Olivia Munn and Justin Theroux starring Violet. And out this week we've got Ready Player One, Isle of Dogs and Journeyman. Anything, Ryan? Um, only real one that kind of stood, stood out to me was uh, Joe Wright directing The uh, Woman in the Window. Um, I can't remember what I read about this exactly, but because um, is it supposed to be a thriller or a scary? I can't remember. Um, I think it's meant to be a bit of a scary. Yeah, I quite I quite like the sound of it. Um, and obviously he's coming off of the Churchill film, which I can't remember the name of. Darkest Hour? Yes, he's coming off of the back of that. So, uh, yeah, that's probably about the only one that really um, got me. I think I'm one of the few people, I don't know, I might be, might be more of us, but... I'm one of the few people who really dislikes Jack Whitehall, so... Uh, here, 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 oh, here. Good. That's put me <laughs> off wanting to see that film. I wasn't really that interested, apart from it was The Rock, and obviously he's done well with Jumanji, so that was... That Emily was, Blunt's in it as well, though, and I was like, oh, that's quite, yeah. quite good, and it, it, that's something that's put me off. I, I think... I, I have this big thing where, like, there's... I think it's quite a strange thing. It's one of the few gigs people can get into if they do something else. Yeah. Like if they're a singer or a sports player. Or, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and Jack Jack Whitehall's a comedian. And I mean, I don't like his stand-up comedy. Every now and again on a, on when he's on like a League of Their Own or something else, he, he might make me laugh now and again. But like, see that bad education that's on TV that he's in? I think it's awful. I don't know why people like it so much. And... Anything else I've seen him in in an acting capacity, I, I think it's been garbage. Yeah. Um, so I hate it when movies do that. Just like get uh, like I don't know, like I say, singers, comedians, sports stars. The Rock's a wrestler. It's worked out for him. He's doing all right. And I'm not saying it doesn't work out. There's some people when Mary J. Blythe just get nominated for an Oscar. Do you know what I mean? It does. There are people who who transfer over and successful, but. I'm always a bit hesitant when these these people are cast in movies. Yeah, same. Uh, one that stood out for me was Kevin Bacon and, and David Cop started a new supernatural thriller. You, you should have left. I'm not too sure what it's about. The only reason I'm kind of interested is that they were they they did Stir of Echoes together, which is a, a little thriller movie that I actually quite enjoy. And so I would be interested to see that another movie like that with with Kevin Bacon and that that kind of role. I don't think I've saw that film, Stir of Echoes. Um... It's quite good. I mean, basically, at the start, like, Kevin Bacon gets hypnotised by, like, he's at, a, he's at a friend's party or whatever, and she's, the, the, the woman's talking about hypnotising people, and he's like, now that's a load of nonsense that can happen. She hypnotises him. And as a result, he sees this, the ghost of a dead girl that was, like, murdered in his street. And it's sort of like... He sees her everywhere now, and like it sort of consumes him, and he he, he like kind of starts losing his mind. But he's trying to find like where she's been buried and who killed her and stuff like that. All right, nice. I mean, 
if I managed to find time, have a look at that one. Uh, some one that I always enjoyed. I mean, it's not a fantastic movie, but I just thought it was a. It's quite a small movie, but I just thought it was a decent wee film. Cool. Um, and I think I've not. I've seen two of the three movies that are out this week already. I'm going back to see Ready Player One tomorrow night, and just from the way you've spoken about Journeyman, I'm I'm looking too forward to see that again. Let's not see it again. See it. You might need to take a wee hanky away, I think, maybe. Oh, no. I'm terrible. I mean, as if anyone still listens to any who's listened to a podcast before knows that I cry during all the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, smashing. I'm the same. I've only seen two out of three from what's on there, so I don't know if we'll go and see Ellie Dogs, but I think probably more likely to go and see Ready Player One again. So we yeah, we're do going, that. We're going Saturday night with some friends, so can't wait. Nice. Um, cool uh, Marvel Countdown and uh, so we're getting closer we're at number 5 this week uh, for those who don't know we've been doing more Marvel Countdown uh, up until the release of uh, Avengers Infinity War we've doing an each, a movie each week up, up until that that glorious weekend where Avengers comes out uh, but I'll just quickly go through the rundown and then we'll discuss number 5 so we've got 17 Iron Man 2 16 Incredible Hulk, 15 Thor The Dark World, 14 Iron Man 3, 13 Ant-Man, 12 Thor, 11 Captain America First Avenger, 10 Spider-Man Homecoming, 9 Gardens of the Galaxy 2, 8 Doctor Strange, and we have 2 at number 6, we've got a joint number 6 with Thor Ragnarok and Age of Ultron, and number 5 is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Do you like it? Very much so, Brian. Very much so. <laughs> These are like the the kind of films that I start to like. See, looking at the the rest of the rest of the list, like the other ones, I get excited about watching. Like they're so good. Um, I think I said to you, I can't remember if I said it in the last pod or when I said it. If we were just talking, but I just recently rewatched um, Iron Man because I was going to yeah. attempt to to do like watching them all again. Um, but I rewatched Iron Man. And it's, just so good, like it's just amazing. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough about it. Yeah, and for so many reasons, like just in general, it's a good film. Like it's just from the beginning when he's in the he's in the sort of army truck with the, the guys, and he's sort of carrying on with them and just being his sort of cocky, arrogant self. Um, from the the scenes in the cave when he's building his first iron suit, and then just when he get just the the. The way it finishes, because up until two thousand and eight, and, and obviously it became a trend of the MCU that when you when you who were heroes were, but just at the very end in that in his press conference, and he's just like, "I am Iron Man," this, and then obviously the music kicks in. It's such a good way to end a movie, and it's the success of that movie that we have the MCU. Aye, pretty much. I I I remember being blown away by Iron Man. I went to see it with my brother and my cousin. And expecting nothing, do you know that we're just thinking? Oh, I like superhero films, like like the ones that we had at the time. We'll, we'll go watch this, and I knew that Iron Man, I knew who Iron Man was, but like like most people, wasn't too familiar with Iron Man, and just absolutely loved loved this film. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, who's it? John Favreau who directed yeah, it. Yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. directed directed this one he, he directed three as well didn't he aye yeah uh, one of my like so I, I love that scene you're talking about at the end when he's saying I am Iron Man like so good 
Um, and the the one it's near the start of the film. Um, nothing really to do superhero stuff like, but it's when he's been a bit of a dick and uh, he does the he's got the stuff exploding behind him, like he's trying to sell the Jericho missiles and they blow up the mountains behind him. I just love that shot. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I love the. Um, like the bit, the, or the cave stuff as well. Like when you just get to see like Tony Stark be pure Tony Stark and make something out of nothing type thing, and um, building an Iron Man suit out of he's one of his own rockets essentially. Um, that whole stuff is like amazing. I love it. Um, I think it's probably got the same problems like most of the Marvel movies do, where the the villain maybe isn't the greatest and. I don't really enjoy the fight at the end um, between him and Obadiah Stane, is it? I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not the greatest um, um, fight scene at the end. Obadiah's best scene in it, I think, is the bit when he puts that little thing on Tony Stark and paralyses him. Aye. And he's just sort of talking to him about like sort of where he's went wrong, what he's going to do with the company and stuff like that. Because like, it's much not a great villain, that's the, one of the, the only points you get to see how like how much of a scumbag this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed that scene, and then obviously it has the Easter egg in it. Like that, not well, not the. I mean, the best end credit scene. Yeah. Just because it's like the end credit scene to start all end credit scenes. Aye. I know we'd had some before in X Men films, but this one was just like unbelievable. I remember, like, when I first saw Iron Man, I wasn't, like, into comic book stuff the same way as what I am now, and I, I didn't fully, like, get it, but when I'd, like, when I'd um, found out, like, oh, this could lead on to, like, bigger things, I remember being so excited, I was like, oh my god, and then when, um, I think the next one after this was The Incredible Hulk, and you get Tony, Tony Stark, Tony and, Tony the bar, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, this is, like, they're all going to come together, and then, um, what is it? I you got Iron Man two after that, is it? I think, and then you, the, the end of that, you get the the hammer with uh, Hulk's yeah, yeah. Thor's hammer, even. Um, so yeah, it was like you say, it was the first one to kind of kick it all off, and it was just such a good wee unexpected thing. So no, it was amazing. I think no, it's so good about it. See, see when I still get excited when I see the the end credit scene now. Like and I know what happens, but it's still just that like a wee bit of a buzz, like you because you know what's coming up. Ah, you know what it's all leading to. Yep, excellent film. So we've got some Twitter questions today, Ryan. Oh, makes a change. I know people have obviously been feeling sorry for us. We've got a first time question from someone as well. Oh, cheeky. And a couple, a couple from someone else. First question though is from at Amelia Sophia. Uh, who says, don't want to get told off for not sending any pity questions in this week. Alright, we should be getting told off for that. <laughs> uh, do we still need professional movie critics? Are they worth reading? I think I think movie critics are worth reading. Yeah, um, I think it's like kind of a wee bit like movies and stuff as well. Like you'll, you'll find what ones you tend to agree with and who you trust with, like reviews and things like that, so... I feel like a wee bit like that, that, yeah, you'll, to an extent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, there's that word need, which is obviously really, really strong in terms of, like, does, are the, is the world crying out for movie critics? Like, but I think they're useful, and I think for, I think they're also useful for people who don't go to the cinema a lot. 
Like we we're quite in a luxury that we go and see pretty much anything we want to see. Whereas if I only went three or four times a year and there's a, f- a few movies on I want to see, would I maybe would then I maybe lean more towards what critics are saying is good at the risk of having less chance of um, wasting my money. I'm not too sure, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I think they're worth reading, and I think it's probably like most things that's worth reading to try and read a little bit of people you disagree with as well. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I find though, like, there's a lot of films I think I I've went and saw, but Chad would never have like went to if it hadn't been for listening to certain people. So. Um, because we watched like Collider or Movie Talk for so long, um, like Dennis yeah. N and Schnepp are two people that seem to have like similar tastes to me for what type of films I like. So if I hear them tweeting about a, a movie and saying this was really good, go and see it, then I'll probably go and see it based on what they've said. Um, particularly yeah. Dennis. So I feel like sometimes I, I think we do still need them to an extent, um, but. I wouldn't necessarily be put off by something if someone says this was shite or anything like that. That's that's quite interesting because like what what you're saying there about um, like Dennis N and, and, and George Snip there, I, I would agree with you. Like they they're they're more likely to make me go see something, but they wouldn't put me off seeing something. Mm-hmm. Like and I think that's maybe how I I would use a, a critic. It's, it's very real that if there's something I already want to see, like I'm excited about it, I've been looking forward to it, planning on going to see it. It's very. I don't think anyone could stop me from going to see it, at, like regardless of how bad they they slated the movie. For example, Ghost in the Shell last year was something I'd, I've been looking forward to. Thought the trailers was really good. I was looking forward to it. Got slated. I went to see it anyway because it was something I wanted to see. And actually, I enjoyed Ghost in the Shell probably more so than most people did. So I think it's important to, yeah, I would always recommend reading them, but you need to have your own opinion as well and not take it as gospel. Yeah. It's like Batman v Superman or Justice League. Um, They were getting slated beforehand. I came out probably thinking the same as most of these people, but I'm still glad that I went and saw it. I would have rather seen it and know that I dislike it than just take something for it. Assume you dislike it? Yeah. Yeah. No, cool. Uh, no, that's cool. Next question is at Dean Slater twenty three. Um, do you think that when the Hulkbuster gets taken down in the Infinity Infinity War trailer, that is Banner inside and not Stark? One hundred percent think there is Banner in there. So much so that now Amelia wouldn't let me do this, but so much so that when our new house sale goes through, I would bet my house on it. This banner inside there. What do you think? Uh, I'd say it's definitely not Stark and highly likely to be the Hulk or Banner um, inside. Um, it's got to be. He's got to come ripping out of that thing. You would think so, just based on what you've seen, like for the trailer. Like, uh, there's. I think there's a possibility it could be other people, um, possibly inside it. I, I def- it's definitely not Stark. I don't think, but. Um, yeah, like based on the the scene where you've got like the outriders or whatever they're called, all over the Hulkbuster armor and ripping it apart, pretty much. It needs to be him. Like, there's only it's only really him who could survive it, unless Tony's going to swoop in and save whoever's inside it, something like that. But 
Nah, there's no way, no way at all it's Stark in there. I can, I can just see the Hulk ripping out of that, though. Mm. Like, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, so, I, 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 I would, I mean, I don't know if that's what, I'm, I'm assuming that's what Dean thinks is happening, and I, w- I would agree with him. I think, I think Dean, Dean's spot on there. And on that note, um, Dean is going to be on the podcast on Tuesday. We're doing a Movies with Friends um, and he's going to come on and I'd imagine during that podcast we'll talk a lot about Infinity War. Yes, hope so. Because um, he's very much into his comic books and his comic book movies as well so that'll be fun. Uh, we'll have a wee chat. We both used to work beside Dean uh, when we both worked for a major TV company. <laughs> we never done anything exciting, no. We were literally just taking phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, so cool, that'll be fun. Yeah, Dean will come on, we'll, we'll have a wee chat with him. I sent him his questions uh, today, so just to can have a wee prep. We'll get him on, have a wee chat, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of superhero, kind of geeky movies in general, which will be quite fun. A um, couple of questions from at Papa Doug. Um, I think we'll answer both of them. Um, but just before we do that, like when we got Dean's question, one thing I had a thought of, do you think we'll get, like obviously we'll get the Iron Spider-Man suit, and... In Avengers Infinity War, do you think any of it's been photoshopped out? Yeah, aye, hundred percent. I've again, yeah, no, I, I definitely think there's we're going I to really see hope, some. I really hope it's got full leg things coming out of it. Definitely, a hundred percent think there will be. Just because I think as well, like from clinging on to that big thing as well, you can just like imagine other four ones like helping them stay on more. Um, so I really, I, re- I really hope we. We see that. Um, uh, for, anyway, Papa uh, Papa Doug says, uh, following the post from Marvel on Instagram today with, an, with the image of Iron Man with nothing is infinite over it, do you think this means Iron Man slash Tony Stark dies in Infinity War? Um, personally, no. I think I think it's Cap that, that bites the bullet. I think it's just, I don't know if it's making you, uh, if that's Marvel wanting you to think that's who's dying. Or, I don't know, maybe it is, because it, it, it would be a nice, so not nice, that's the wrong word, but Tony Tony Stark st- started this whole thing, didn't he? We were talking about Iron Man, maybe yeah. he's the one that will finish with him as well, I don't know. But I, I, I don't think so. I, 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 still has, I still have my money on on a Stark to, sorry, not Stark, Captain to die. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think Cap goes in this one but comes back in the next and Tony goes in four and that's oh. that's the end of this like this kind of phase of or that MC, of uh, this kind of phase of the MCU. I think it it goes with him. You think he'll die in Avengers four? I think so. that's that's the way I, I feel like it should go probably. Um as you say, like he started it so he should be the one to finish it, but you never know. Um, it, it could could be in this one. Um, I'm going to spend a lot of time during Avengers three and four crying, Ryan. Some of my favourite superheroes are dying. I know. It's not going to be good. <sighs> I'm getting a bit stressed about it. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he he asked another question, which is um, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling or Ryan Johnston? No, oh. no, pass. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Sorry. 
Uh, what's your What's your answer to this? I, I wish I, I was trying to come up with something really like clever to say about this, but I have to revert back to Ryan Reynolds himself when he was asked. He was asked, "Please settle or something like, please settle a debate for us. Who's the better, Chris Hemsworth, Pratt, or Evans?" And he said, "When I'm picking ice cream, I like to choose all the flavors." And then uh, he tweeted after that, and he was like, and sprinkle some pine nuts on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think, that's how I feel about Ryan Ryan Gosling and, and Ryan Reynolds. Aye, but you need to pick one. I don't need to pick one. Well, I'm going to pick one. Like, I want cheese on my pizza. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't <laughs> need to pick one of them. But you do. I but don't. That's what the question is. The bed, there's no, nothing in it that says you need to answer this. Who's your favourite? Uh, I'm taking Gosling. Ooh. Aye. I love, I love old Ryan Reynolds. He's brilliant. Um, funny guy, all the rest of it. But um, Ryan Gosling's brought it on home recently with some of his, um, <laughs> his roles he's been in. And they're both like beautifully handsome men. But if you're asking oh, me which yeah. one, um, I'm taking Gosling. I think Papa would take Reynolds. He's a big Deadpool fan. Yeah, I, I can relate. I can understand. He is. I mean, I've mentioned this before as well, but Ryan Gosling's a, a liability at cornerback. <laughs> so, so he is, like... So is that someone you really want to be rooting for? Because <laughs> you'd be thrown it against him at the end of the fourth quarter because he'd, he'd easily... He would never intercept the ball. Rubbish. <laughs> um... I don't. I can't decide. I can't. I. I. I, I want them both. Well, you're I want right. them both. You having them both one as, of them or none of them? I want them both in like a buddy cop movie. Aye, that'd be good. Would be good, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Aye. Where they fall in love with each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> anyway, that's us for today. Unless you want to talk about anything else. Nah, um, we've started doing uh, a wee thing, Letterboxd, which you yes. got us on to. It's quite good. If anybody's looking to see any reviews by us, have a wee gander on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you need an account now, don't you, to check it out? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Not yeah, it's, sure. it's just an app. It was um, The reason I get it, like Chris Hewitt from Off Empire had said he'd, he'd done a Marvel list on his Letterboxd account, so I went and checked it out, signed up, and... It's quite a cool wee app. You can like, you can do like, for example, we've both done our MCU list on there. I, I'm doing a list of all the movies that I've seen in 2018. Not done reviews for them all yet, but planning to get round to that. Just, just means are just tiny little couple of line reviews, nothing big, but it's quite fun just to check out. You can sort of rate movies and stuff if if, if you're interested in that. Yeah, I think I've done I've done pretty much the same as you. I think we, um, except a. I think I, was a, I just did it on work one day or the last couple of days where I've just been in and killing a bit of time and going through some films just rating them so yeah I think it's just it's a cool wee thing just to have a wee look at yourself and put on if anything it's good for like what you're saying keeping a track of films that you've seen like yeah. this year so uh, yeah if you're, anyone's interested have a wee look at that cool uh, you find us on Twitter at MoviePodders and on Instagram at MoviePodders And so, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a lovely Easter. Bye. Au revoir.